Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 show. Forget Pancake Tuesday, I want to have Fat Thursday. More on this almost delicious of holidays next. But I was sick, so he is celebrating a birthday today, Ed Sheeran, Castle on the Hill. I cannot believe that I missed this. I only heard about it yesterday evening. Fat Thursday. Fat Thursday. Forget about Pancake Tuesday for the minute. It's all about Fat Thursday and I found out about this late in the evening yesterday. My husband works with people who are from Poland and they have this brilliant day. It's called Fat Thursday and I think we need to adopt this oh so amazing delicious holiday. And I can't believe I, lover of all things sweet, uh, I missed out. I missed out. Just I nearly missed out. Because once he told me about first Fat Thursday, I was like, shop, get to the shop, get me everything in the shop because it's Fat Thursday. So what is this? Well, it goes back to paganism. It used to be the day of celebration of the arrival of spring, accompanied by a feast based on fatty dishes with salty donuts as a snack. So now donuts are a really big thing on Fat Thursday. So it's kind of the last Thursday before Lent and it's associated with the celebration of Carnival. And because Lent obviously is a time of fasting, the days leading up to Ash Wednesday provide the last opportunity for for people to, to feast. So back in 2021, it was estimated that the production of donuts on Fat Thursday in Poland were <laughs> consumed approximately 2,500 tonnes of wheat flour, 500 tonnes of sugar and butter, 1.3 million litres of milk and 25 million eggs. They love the donuts. So this year is the most expensive Fat Thursday in years, but the Polish are still taking to the bakery and pastry shops yesterday to indulge themselves with the, these delights. I wonder... If there are any people from Poland listening into the show, tell me more about Fat Thursday and why have you been keeping this holiday a secret? I need to know more about this. I really do. And I know we're late now. I know it was yesterday, but I need to plan. I need to plan in advance for next year. So if you celebrate Fat Thursday, tell me about the amazingness of this holiday. I need more details. 86 658 There's Blondie one way or another. Yes, Sinead, Fat Thursday is massive in Poland. Lots of baked goods, pastries mostly. The idea is to pig out on all of these pastries and then give them up for Lent. 
fat Thursday. The richest, creamiest buns and pastries, uh, the more creamy and, and fatty, the better. I think Irish would love fat Thursday. We love pancake Tuesday, says another message. I think Irish people would really go full hell for leather on Fat Thursday. We really would, because we do. We really embrace the Pancake Tuesday. So I think we should combine these (laughs) holidays and have Fat Thursday next year, as well as the Pancake Tuesday as normal. But thank you so much for your messages on that. Just to remind people, we were chatting to Soprano, the brilliant Soprano, uh, Claudia Boyle, earlier on this week and Claudia is hosting a very special concert. It is happening tomorrow night, February 18th and it is all in aid of Maisie Kilcoyne, brave little Maisie Kilcoyne who is from RD. She is blind and she has a lot of different challenges in her life but she's such a gorgeous little girl but there's going to be an evening of popular opera, musicals and song uh, so t- p- uh, favourites like O Mio Bobino Caro, The Mission Theme, I Could Have Danced All Night, I Could Have Danced All Night, love that one, Over the Rainbow and more it's going to be really a feel the love vibe and it's happening tomorrow night in RD in the Bohemian Centre there the RD concert band conducted by Ronan O'Reilly are going to be joining as well I've just clicked on to the GoFundMe for Music for Maisie and the goal was 3,500 they are at 3,345 euro on the GoFundMe alone which is brilliant that is going to go straight to Maisie and her mum Eleanor straight to Maisie's care and ongoing care and development, all of that. So uh, that is great to see. If you would like to support it, Music for Maisie on GoFundMe and the tickets, you can just show up as well. Tomorrow night uh, at seven is when it all starts. You can show up on the night and get tickets there as well. But well done to Claudia and everybody who's donated all that money for Music for Maisie. Now, I'm going to take a quick break. But after that, a very important question Okay, and it's uh, cont- it concerns your towels. Okay, so think of your towels and your bathroom. Okay, we're going to bring you that question. It's very important. It caused rows in our house. This question. I'll tell you all next. The eleven to one show with Gilmore's. I am so jealous. Chris in RD has been on 086-1800-658. He says, I'm lying on the bed in Belfast after a big breakfast. So it's Fat Thursday for me and the wife. No kids. They're in the Maldron Hotel. Here's Thin Lizzy for you guys. When I passed you in the doorway, well, you took me with a glance. I should have took that last bus home, but I asked you for a dance. Now we go steady to the pictures I always get chocolate stains on my pants And my father, he's going crazy He says I'm living in a trance But I'm dancing in the moonlight It's got me in its spotlight It's alright Dancing in the moonlight On this long, hot summer night Another warning. I should have been in my ten. Now I won't get out till someday. I'll have to say I stayed with friends. Oh, but it's a habit worth forming if it means to justify the end. Dancing in the moonlight, it's got me in its spotlight. It's alright. Dancing in the moonlight on this long hot summer night. 
for Chris in RD who is just loving his life he's in Belfast in the Maldron having a nice getaway with the wife no children I'm very jealous hope you are enjoying that now picture the scene you've just stepped out of a nice refreshing shower you're after drying yourself off with a nice big fluffy towel okay my question is do you A throw that towel straight into the wash basket. It's dirty. You can't use it again. Or B, hang it up for at least two to three more showers. It's a question that uh, I think a lot of people will have opinions on because it certainly come up in my house. What do you do with the towel? Is a towel after a shower good? good to go for another couple of showers? You know? Is it good to go or is it straight into the wash because that's dirty? Now, bear in mind, you've come out of the shower clean. You've dried yourself off. Is the to- Can you hang the towel up and use it again or is it going straight in the wash basket? This is a debate that came up in my house. My husband is in Camp A, straight to the wash basket with the towel. So I'm, you know, swimming in laundry when it comes to the towels. For me... I'm hanging it back up there. You know what I mean? It's good for another shower tomorrow. What do you reckon? People of the Northeast, is a shower, is a towel good for just one shower or can you use it again? 86 658 Lewis Capaldi, forget me. Four girls in my house, we hang them up and reuse them. I've enough washing to be doing, says Julie on 86 658 Exactly, Julie. Why would you be throwing a perfectly good towel that you've dried your clean body with into the wash? You know? So, keep those coming in. 86 658 Is it dirty? After, is a towel dirty after one shower or should you just be reusing it? I, I need to know. Settle this for me, please. Now, today, the Drada Women and Children's Refuge are marking 25 years in operation. We're going to hear more about how the service is still in demand more than ever today from manager Susan Kyo after these. The 11 to 1 show. 
25 years ago, Drogheda Women and Children's Refuge embarked on a very important journey to support vulnerable women and children in the Drogheda and surrounding areas. At the time, there was only one three-bedroomed house in Navan available in the northeast area to accommodate families experiencing domestic violence. But thankfully, this service has expanded hugely since then. But sadly, 25 years on, the need for organisations like this continues to increase. This morning, the refuge are marking their 25th anniversary with a special event of thanks to the founding members and a pledge to continue to support the women and children of Drogheda. I'm joined now by Susan Kyo. She's manager of Drogheda Women and Children's Refuge. She's on the line. Good morning, Susan. How are you? Good morning, Sinead. How are you? And thank you for having me on. Great to have you on. Now, a bit of a mixed bag of emotions today, Susan, because on the one hand, it's a really proud moment to see how far the organisation has come to celebrate the fact that you've supported and empowered so many women. On the other, we can't get away from the fact that organisations like yours are in demand more than ever. Yes, indeed, Sinead. It, it, It really is sort of a bittersweet moment, I suppose we could call it. In just that, uh, you know, as you said, 25 years ago, there was a need and here we are today and there is even more, you know, it is still as prevalent as it ever was. And even like COVID-19 has shone a light on how pervasive domestic violence is in our country. You know, and the demand for support services and emergency accommodation has grown during this. And our statistics, no different than any other in in the country, reflects this. And, and um, when when, it, when you're talking about statistics, just so it resonates with people, like what sort of, can you throw out any examples? Like what are you talking about in terms of statistics of women and children who are victims of domestic violence? Yes, well, I suppose in 2022, uh, we admitted 88 families to the refuge. That would be 88 women and then uh, 120 children. Mm-hmm. Um, we have responded uh, in the past two years to over 2,000 uh, crisis calls and carried out 10,000 support interventions. They would be interventions where we would work and support women in terms of working with them and what their needs are and where they would go and advocacy work. What we really want to highlight, though, is in 2021, we made 495 refusals for refuge accommodation compared to 264 years, five years ago. Okay. So I suppose just to say to you that 82% of our refusals last year were due to a lack of space from, and women not being able to move on to the refuge. And COVID also compounded that as well. But, you know, the housing crisis and the current economic mm. crisis and everything means that women are actually uh, not moving on. So I suppose really there's, 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 two, there's a few things to consider here is the fact that there's nowhere, the housing crisis means there's nowhere for people to move on to. It also means that there is a lack of refuge space in the country. But the third national strategy that has come out of the Istanbul Convention uh, has actually looked to uh, develop this um, refuge spaces in the area or in the, in the country and, uh, we're, and to support the development of community frontline responses. So hopefully that's, that's a positive move, mm. you know what I mean, uh, for the government. But also we recognise that... Um, do you know, uh, hope our refuge is not just the only solution to supporting women and children experiencing domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I, w- I was going to say, I mean, you guys, like, you've come such a long way since even 1996, as I mentioned there in the introduction, one house, a three-bedroomed house in Navin. I mean, whilst there's huge strides that need to be progressed down the line in terms of support and help and, and increasing the services, you have come such a long way since 1996 even. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like, we started off then, uh, the Augustinian Church supported us then uh, and gave us these lovely rooms in the stables. 
uh, in Drogheda. And uh, from there, like we, we held 55 women in that year. And uh, we um, then recognised that there is a need for a much larger space. And that brought us to Priest Lane, where we are now, and that lovely purpose-built building that we have. And in that, we can accommodate uh, six families mm-hmm. in six family units, and we can accommodate five single women. And we're also, I suppose, just to stress, we are also a dual service in that we do offer homeless accommodation as well for single women uh, in the area. So we also do do provide that um, support as well, which is, you know, I suppose that in itself is, while we offer a dual, it may seem separate, but in actual fact, many women do find themselves homeless. Of course, yeah. As a result of domestic violence. And, uh, you know, we need to, you know, be looking at that. And so one of our focuses uh, on our new strategic plan for um, 23 to 25, uh, we are looking at uh, transition transition housing options we're currently only in the research phase where we're actually um, just looking to see what models would suit us best. But that would support women to have some transitional space out of refuge before they can actually find a more permanent solution to their to their um, to their lives. And, um, and I mean that's that's fantastic, and I know this is something that's going to be ongoing. And as you highlighted there, there are so many things that you know uh, ways that the the law and that government could you know step up to to to, to help and support women. That's just not being done, and that's like we could be talking about that all day, Susan. We really could. We really could. And, yeah. and it's landing on the shoulders of of, of services like yourselves. Uh, and I mean, you came on board there as manager. What about uh, just over two years ago? Unfortunately, COVID then struck which you mentioned and lockdown for so many women was probably the worst thing that could that could happen how did the service adapt through that how challenging was it for you guys the staff personally to to ensure that you were there as a support for women and children during this time oh i mean it was uh well i suppose for me it was coming into this strange place i suppose on a personal basis going where are all the staff who are all the staff? Yeah. But, uh, you know, what they had done before I arrived was they responded brilliantly in just that uh, we moved to phone support quite a considerable uh, amount. Uh, the council also helped us uh, with our homeless service users in terms of, like, they moved them out of the refuge so that there wouldn't be um, uh, too many people around. So what we did was all of our support moved to the phone and we also tried to um, use it online as well, talking to people uh, via Zoom and supporting them through that. And yes, it was a slow, gradual, um, because we do have six self-contained units, you know, we were able to continue supporting women there. And we were able to be in a place that we could, you know, in case of a COVID outbreak or anything like that, we, we, we did have contingency plans. So was that we still were able to provide that refuge support uh, in the self-contained units. So that was, that was, that was brilliant. Yeah. But yes, but we did respond in terms of we just tried to be as creative as we could. Mm-hmm. Outside, mm-hmm. we're close to a beach. So there was a lot of walking <laughs> with clients, different things and uh, different ways that we could try and innovate to meet people. Yeah, and, and, you know, when we think, uh, you know, a lot of this with regards to domestic violence, we think of actual physical violence, but it's not always physical violence. I mean, there's been a huge conversation around coercive control and highlighting that. And I think that became really prevalent as well during lockdown. This was discussed a lot more. Absolutely. And I suppose, yes, I was just going to say that before I come in uh, to Drogheda, Ireland had ratified the Istanbul Convention and coercive control had become a criminal offence in 2019. So it was quite actually topical 
And COVID, yes, did actually, do you know what I mean? It shone a big light on how pervasive domestic violence is in our country. But at the same time, uh, the fact that coercive control uh, came into law in 2019, uh, it represented a change in how domestic abuse is viewed and how language has changed. You know, moving away from that physical, the physical abuse as a marker to highlight the importance that it's covert behaviours mm. designed to control their victim that really, you know what I mean, uh, is something that, uh, yes, and, and COVID as well helped to highlight that piece. Yeah, and, and became much more difficult in ways for women to maybe recognise some of these signs. So this is why, you know, these campaigns and highlighting this was, was so, so important. And I mean, yourself and the staff there, you've helped and empowered so many women. I mean, we, we're, we're talking about a lot of the negatives. There's huge positives to with regards to the work that you're doing. It must be so rewarding then to see them go on and live happy, fulfilled lives down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely, it is. And it's great to think, like, we do come from a trauma-informed enforced uh, empowerment approach. I mean, we definitely be looking at, you know, supporting these women to go on and fulfil their best potential. So we would do quite a considerable amount of DV work with them and then life skills work and uh, moving on work that we would do. So our outreach service is something that we are actually looking to really, really build uh, beyond you know the, the life beyond the refuge and to support women in the community because one of the things I think you mentioned there earlier Sinead was that you know the, the government and law mm. and one of the things is we're trying to work with is to try and keep women in the home because refuge is not the only solution yeah. and you know as I said earlier we don't have enough beds so how do we actually, you know, one of the things is that we, you know, the third national strategy is working towards is supporting um, um law and, and mm-hmm. supporting the courts to look at uh, better ways in which women can actually remain in their home to improve the court orders, all of that kind of work. And then to look at, um, because a lot of the times you can see where perpetrators can remain getting access to their children. So it's about developing and building the awareness and education around that piece. And, and that's one of the, the areas that you're going to be focusing on. But you, like most organisations, you need funding, you need money to keep going, you need support. So what exactly will you be fundraising for and hoping for down the line t- as well as the outreach service development? Absolutely. Uh, so I suppose, yeah, this year what we would be looking at is, you see, women and children, you know, like they can find themselves leaving the home with nothing. And they might not even live in this county. So sometimes they can't even make payment for transport to and from court access, visits to solicitors and, and, and any other supports. If they're not living in the county uh, traditionally, do you know what I mean? They, they, they could be travelling for any other different supports, even schools. So one of the things that we actually provide support is through our refuge car. And we help that. And, we, you know, we also help families move on from the refuge through the provision of this car. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, our car is starting to show its age. And, uh, and it doesn't, you know, it will soon not meet the needs so our focus this year will be on, you know, um, securing ourselves a new family vehicle. And then, of course, there's just the upkeep of the building itself and the maintenance of the building. You know, it's always a challenge. And we continuously seek to ensure that family units and rooms, you know, not only provide, you know, support to women and children a safe space, but to ensure their dignity in providing decent and uh, accommodation. So we're always looking to upgrade the standards 
of our units and our rooms. And that's where, you know, individual donations, people maybe donating time, voluntary basis, that kind of thing, people uh, organising fundraisers, that's all going to help and support you going forward. And now today you are marking the 25th anniversary. It's ongoing now until lunchtime. Yes, it is ongoing land so we hope for we hope that we will have good representation from the communities and uh, we hope that uh, we'll have a good time and that we can celebrate and honour those uh, pioneers and those women who started it all completely and that's really what we want to do and all of the people and all of the service users who have come through the service and have gone on as you said to live and fulfil fulfilling life. Well Susan I wish you weren't celebrating 25 years today and at the same time I'm so glad organisations like yours exist to, to, to support and empower women and children thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to me today. Thank you Sinead that event is ongoing in the Barbican Centre till 1.30pm. Drawhadarefuge.org is where you'll get more information. Also their uh, helpline 041 98 one of the most successful artists of the 21st century today is celebrating a birthday. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 He began recording music in 2004. He's one of the most successful artists of this century. It is Ed Sheeran. He was born on this day in 1991. And today is Random Acts of Kindness Day. Be the good you want to see in the world. So something as simple as smiling at someone or grabbing your friend a cup of coffee can make all the difference. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. I don't know about you, but it has been a long week. I think it's time to kickstart the weekend. Friday Floor Filler. On 11 to 1. Now, Fionn's on holiday this week, but don't worry, we still have a Friday floor filler song for you. But it's Farley's fr- Friday floor filler song. Hi, Sinead, it's Brian here. Yes. Fionn is away on his holidays for the week, so I have taken over the Friday floor filler. So this week, we're going to call it Farley's Friday floor filler. So we're going to do the exact same thing as we've done every week. We're going to reverse the song, and can you guess the name of the song? Okay, here is Farley's Friday floor filler song for you. Oh, any clues, any hints I can give you? I can just tell you Super Bowl. Super Bowl, that's my only clue. Who is our Friday Floor Filler artist? And we also need the name of the song. We're going to play that after 12 086 1800 658. to the Machine, dog days are over. Still to come, we're going to kickstart your weekend with Farley's Friday Floor Filler song. Ant-Man and the Wasp are back in cinemas as well. Niall O'Brien shares his views in Real Reviews. That's all coming up. 11 to 1 show with LMFM Tracy has it Mark and Kells has it Sandra has it Roisin in with the right answer as well Imelda in Drogheda has it but have you got it the answer to the Friday Floor Filler song coming your way next tonight there's Train Hale's Hey Soul Sister 
It's been a long week. I don't know about you, but I think it's time to kickstart the weekend. What do you reckon? Friday Floor Filler on 11 to 1. How do we do that? Well, we have a dance party very, very shortly. Now, uh, we are getting answers in to our Friday Floor Filler song. If you're new to this, essentially what it is, you have to guess the artist that we're going to play and the name of the song from this little teaser. We've taken the Friday Floor Filler song. We've reversed it. Here it is in reverse. And I gave you a massive clue. I said Super Bowl. So lots of people getting the artist right. Thomas O'Donnell, you've got the artist, but not the name of the song. Try again for me. We're going to be playing the Friday Floor Filler song right after some celebrity news. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. It was the premiere of Creed 3 in London this week, which stars Michael B. Jordan and it marks his directorial debut. We caught up with Michael on the red carpet and asked how he both acted and directed the movie. I don't know how I balanced it. I just did it. It was one of those things that you couldn't think too much about it. And that's what I kind of learned. You just got to step into it and you have to just live it. It became easier as the days went on. And I kind of found my rhythm. And then by the end of it, you know, I was just kind of really proud of uh, my cast and crew. You trust me with telling the story. Saturday Night Live has announced guests and performers for their next few shows. We're going to see Woody Harrelson and Jack White next Saturday night. Meanwhile, in the coming weeks, Jen Ortega and the 1975 will be on the show. There's a movie conference happening in Berlin this week. Kristen Stewart was in attendance and was asked about the film industry. She says we'll never stop telling stories. Take a quick glance in your rearview mirror. We have never stopped telling each other stories. How we do it, who consumes it, how much it costs. Obviously, like we're kind of headed towards oblivion on that one. But um, I also think that there's a sort of like vital, just desperate need in all of us to create something, and we're going to consume the things that each other make forever. And yeah, I, I think when you start really fixating on like the industry of it, it's easy to be like, oh god, it's all falling apart. But I just think that there's something vital that's undeniable we'll never go away. That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Ah, there's a few more flooding in. Rachel has it. Yes, Mike, you have it as well. Flaming Eamon, you have the artist, but not the name of the song right. Oh, Farley, you better put them out of their misery. What was the Friday Floor Filler song? Of course, the answer was Rihanna. Please don't stop the music from her a performance at the Super Bowl last Sunday. Well done. Here it is. Please don't stop the music. Please don't stop the music. Our Farley Friday Floor Filler song for this week. Don't worry, we'll have another one for you next week. And Fionn will be back seeking out another song for us to dance to. Now from dancing to sitting down, relaxing and chilling in the cinema because we are going to be chatting to Niall O'Brien with Real Reviews next. LMFM's Real Reviews Sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas Enjoy a ticket to every movie With My Omnipass For more information Log on to Omniplex.ie Forward slash join And enjoy the greatest blockbusters All the time At Omniplex Deluxe Strahada Dundalk And Balbriggan In what world Would an ant And a wasp Team up Well the world of make-believe We're talking movies now With Niall O'Brien He's on the line How are you getting on? 
It's not make-believe. It's real. It's real to me. <laughs> All right. I'm doing good because there's a new MCU movie out this week. Fantastic. Well, you know, something that uh, nothing escapes your attention when it comes to comic book movies. That's for mm. sure. You know, you're, you're always, you're on the ball. You're on the ball with regards to that. Now, before we get t- uh, talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp and the new uh, quant- quant- mania that they're in. Oh, here. Oh, here. Come on now. Quantumania. Quantumania. It's very easy. Well, you have it spelled maybe weird here. Quantumania. <laughs> <laughs> is where they are but before that we're talking uh, about our competition yes that's right our regular segment who's that talking now identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker you can win a pair of tickets to the Omniplex cinema for the film of your choice and the film of your choice should be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania uh, spoiler alert for what Niall thinks about it uh, they do have <laughs> locations Omniplex Deluxe Venue Drogheda Omniplex Dundalk or Omniplex uh, Plex Balbriggan and there's some fantastic movies out right now you can check them out on Omniplex.ie so I didn't listen to this but okay. as is your want I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's Paul Rudd before we even hear it <laughs> oh okay Grant well <laughs> listeners don't listen to Sinead because she has no clue no I never know um, yeah uh, it is always somebody connected to one of the films that we're talking about you can probably guess guess which film it is but I will also say that this actor is no stranger to comic book films and I know Ooh. that you are a big fan of one of the other comic book franchises that she's been in okay here we go when I was little I I, um, I used to stay up late at night and watch all of those old horror flicks Frankenstein and Okay, let's have another little listen. When I was little, I I um I used to stay up late at night and watch all of those old horror flicks, Frankenstein and oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Who is that talking now, please? Uh, now, be, before we we talk about this, we have to mention BAFTAs as well. BAFTAs are happening Sunday Sunday evening, isn't it? That's right, yeah, coming up this weekend. So, I mean, there's no, uh, BAFTAs are a little bit different to the Oscars. We yeah. spoke about the Oscars when the nominations were coming out. So the Oscars have 10 Best Movie nominations. BAFTAs have five, but they also have Outstanding British Film. And we can all get up in arms because, you know, Banshees of Inishair is <laughs> in the Outstanding British Film yeah. uh, category. Uh, but, you know, that's just the way that they work. I think it's the production company. Um, there's not a huge amount of surprises, I'll be honest with you i will i was very uh, happy to see um the woman king which got mm-hmm. a little bit snubbed in the oscars didn't get a lot of nominations so viola davis is up there for for best actress you know so i i, I was really delighted to see that get, get a bit of love as well um you know the other ones are kind of you know austin butler for elvis for yeah. best actor Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Meskell. Uh, so there's not a huge amount of surprises, but that's usually the way. Do you know what I mean? The conversation is always about these uh, these performances, I suppose. Yeah, and we should mention as well that our own Louise Kiley from Drogheda, she is a casting, uh, she's a casting director and she uh, is in the, that category, isn't she, for casting? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I was looking today because you kind of sprung this on me, right? So I was looking up the nominations. I don't know if she's up for casting or not. So now she did cast the Banshees of Nish Yeah. And it's a great film. 
But I don't think she's nominated for casting for that. Okay, season. we'll have to we'll have to search that out. We'll have to see. Double check. Double ring check. in somebody. Somebody ring in. And so, somebody know. check about that. Uh, but we are uh, very. I much wanted to talk this. about the Super Bowl. I wanted to talk about the trailers on the Super Bowl. Well, listen, said, Super no, Bowl was last Baptist. week. Do you know what I mean? Get with the current times, people. Okay. Uh, okay. So we are let Baftas at the weekend, and it's kind of a little indication as to where maybe things might go Oscar wise. Uh, I I have a feeling though that uh, Banshees of Inisherin will get something, whether it's outstanding. British film I don't know as you say we could get up in arms about that we really could <laughs> uh, but look it's great to see it nominated it is absolutely uh, and I really think Colin Farrell has a really good chance and for the Oscars as well has a really good chance for for taking away a statue for yes. Best Actor so yeah. we will watch the space and actually Crossy Thomas Cross our guy who uh, chats to all the show busy people he will be giving us his update on Monday uh, all to do with BAFTAs uh, happening from Sunday night so getting to our review our main review Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Now, now you know how to pronounce it. So this is the third Ant-Man movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We obviously have seen him in Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, and we've seen him in Captain America's Civil War as well. This is the third kind of standalone film with uh, Scott Lang, played by Paul Rudd, and he's back after the events of Avengers Endgame. He's living his best life. He's a bit of a celeb. Everybody recognizes him as he walks down the street. He's released a best-selling book about his adventures called Look Out for the Little Guy, which I really want to read, and apparently you can buy it. Um, but he does, like a lot of parents, right, he's got a teenage daughter, and his daughter Cassie is challenging his chill, right? He's just happy being famous and, ha- and you know, and happy, but she is out there fighting for causes that she believes in. She's very militant. She's young. She's idealistic. She's full of vim and vigor. She's getting in all kinds of trouble. We have a clip here. Give you some idea of the dynamic between Ant-Man and the Wasp, who you don't hear in this clip, but if you watch it, you can can hear. And then Cassie in the backseat. So it's very father-daughtery. Okay, here it is. You know, I promised your mom that you would only use this stuff when one of us was around. It's really dangerous tech. I know, it's dangerous. What if the cops took it from you? What if you lost it? I didn't lose the suit. You have a suit? Wait, you have a suit? I know how to take care of myself, okay? Trust me, I'm pretty good at it by now. Ouch. Look, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all right. I get it. I just think you should get to have a normal life. Dad, a guy dressed like a bee tried to kill me in my room when I was six. I've never had a normal life. How about some music? And in that moment, all I could think was, how did the Hulk turn me into a baby? Will I be a baby forever? Am I the Hulk's baby? Dad, are you listening to your own book? But I was ready for it. Hmm? No, that's, uh, Steve this is the radio. <laughs> turn it it's off. It's so weird. Something's wrong with this switch. It won't turn I off. I said turn it off. What's that? Turn it up? All right. A little after that, a raccoon from space showed up. I don't think he knew my name. I was just happy to meet a raccoon who could talk. I'm all for the Ant-Man audiobook. I'm going to put oh, that on. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to hear Paul Rudd read that. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. That gives you a little bit. Of, you know, it, that sounds like a little bit like, OK, it's very quickly. Things go very much off the rails. OK. So Cassie, his daughter, who basically Ant-Man was snapped. So five years he was gone. So she grew up from a, a young tween to a teenager. 
a self-actualized teenager. So that's where you kind of get this idea of like, you know, I've had to look after myself. And there, and he fe- kind of feels as well that he's missed time with her, uh, obviously. Um, and she's a bit of a genius as well, as a lot of people in the Marvel Universe are. She's invented a way of communicating with the quantum realm. And the quantum realm is where Janet Van Dyne, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer plays Janet Van Dyne in this. Yeah, film. they're getting it. Don't and worry. She, okay, good. And she was stranded there for decades. She was uh, she was rescued in the previous Ant Man movie, um, but she was there for decades. She's maybe harboring secrets about what went on down there. Spoiler: a lot of things went on down there. But before you can say, I'm loving the family dynamic, I'm loving the family drama, I'm loving them in the car, kind of playing the audiobook. Where's the weird superhero stuff? They very quickly get sucked down into the quantum realm, hence the quantum mania of the title. And when they're down there, they meet Kang to give him his full name or full title, Kang the Conqueror. And he is going to be the big bad of Marvel Phase 5. He is going to be the Thanos in this uh, in this kind of sequence of Marvel movies. Jonathan Majors plays Kang. He's also in Creed 3, which is coming out, I think, next month. And he is fantastic in this film. Like, you kind of, how do you top Thanos? Yeah. Well, you get Jonathan Majors to come in. His Kang is... You know, just a brilliant performance. Uh, he's he's furtive. He's odd. He's formidable. He's intimidating. He's really you get really scared about these characters that you really really like. And it's all about multiverse and you know multidimensionality and its weirdness. And like they go in this subatomic realm. There's fellas who have broccoli for heads and things like that. Uh, but. I do like as well the basics, the proper back to basics human stuff, which is in this film where you just have characters talking to each other. And it's I look here. I'm always going to go. It's a Marvel movie. Go and see it. So, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. Go and see it. (laughs) Perfect. That's getting the big thumbs up. Now going to streaming. Hello tomorrow. Yes. Hello tomorrow. Uh, This is a new 10 episode series start starting on Apple TV plus today. I think it stars Billy Crudup, who plays Jack Billings. He's a traveling salesman, but he's not going around selling you brushes or hoovers. He's selling you the deal of a lifetime. He's selling you real estate on the moon. So you can go up there for zero down and one hundred fifty dollars a month. You can blast off to the moon and live up there courtesy of Brightside Lunar Residences. Uh, Just don't look too closely at the fine print. We have a clip here from Mm -hmm. the trailer. Okay, here it is. No one here is not a dreamer. Not in a world like this, where you can have it all. We live with miracles at our fingertips. Got robots taking out the trash. We fly into the stars. And that's what I want for you and your families. That's the dream you all deserve. Soon you folks will be saying, wow. I love living on the moon. Remember, we're not just selling, we're changing lives. Congratulations on your new home in the stars. I've been thinking about moving up there. The moon might be nice. What about all them aliens? Well, there's no such thing. Ooh, I think there is a such thing. And that's what's going to happen. Look, I've only seen the first episode. It's just dropped today. This is what what is termed, I guess, retro futurism. Mm -hmm. So it's the 50s idea of the future. So you're in the 50s, if you like. 
But, you know, those big cars with the big fins, they don't just drive along the road. They hover around. Okay. And there are robots that serve you drinks and things like that, you know. Uh, we heard there Billy Crudup, who is fantastic in this as Jack, this slick salesman. He's split-shined. He's, um, he's like Don Draper from Mad Men, essentially. But he's selling a vision of the future. But what he does really well in this as well, he sells you on how much he believes in what he's selling, even though deep down after watching the first episode, you kind of know, I'm not sure what he's selling. I don't think this is as clean cut as it should be. Um, And he's selling this futuristic dream. um, But he's also like this idea of living on the moon in, in like your ideal future world. He's, like a lot of salesmen, he's living a very wowless life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so are all his other salesmen as well. It reminded me a lot of Glen Gary, Glen Ross, if they were yeah. selling real estate on, on the, the moon. moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, sounds good. Is it? Is it? What uh, streaming service is it on? It's on Apple TV. Oh, Apple. Apple TV. Okay. Yeah. Hello tomorrow. We're liking that one. Okay. Moving to TV movies for the weekend and uh, Friday night, TG Carrot, 10 o'clock. It's slightly later, is it? It is a little bit later than usual, but it's it's good. Uh, it is Five Car Stood by 1968, for, from 1968, I should say. Uh, for uh, an actor who's more at home in a nightclub, Dean Martin made a lot of westerns. And in this, this is a murder mystery set in the West. And it's about a card game where somebody's caught cheating, he's taken out and he's hung. And then all of the people who were who took him out and hung him are being picked off one by one. And it's who is going to be murdered next and who is doing it. So it's really interesting, I think. You know, it's kind of a revenge one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, subverting the genre a little bit. And then I had to put this in at midnight. (laughs) <laughs> uh, because I wanted you to say oiled up again oh, after okay. last week. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think the oil's run out. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> we were all the so first mi- last week. <laughs> at midnight, Magic Mike, the original Mag- Magic Mike from 2012. Uh, it's Channing Tatum plays Mike. He's working as a stripper in uh, Florida, and then he meets uh, uh, another guy, and he kind of brings him into. And it's, I think, it's the best of the yeah. of the three films. Yeah. I think it's about male friendship and kind of you know, and it, it's also very oiled up and uh, yeah. glistening too. Yeah. And then speaking of oiled up and glistening on Saturday <laughs> on BBC One at ten to twelve, The Lost Boys from nineteen eighty seven. Lucy, played by Diane Wiest, along with her two sons, Michael, played by Jason Patrick and Sam Corey Haim. They moved to Santa Carla. And to paraphrase the fantastic Bernard Hughes, who plays their grandfather in this, one thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Is the goddamn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vampires, yeah, I love it. Classic, absolute classic. Even though it's a Halloween-y one, it's kind of a summer one though as well because it's set oh, in it the is. summertime, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant good one. any time of year. It any is. Time of year. And then Sunday on Channel 4 at 11 o'clock, Master and Commander from 2003, based on a series of books by Patrick O'Brien, set during the Napoleonic War. Russell Pr- Crowe plays Captain Jack Aubrey. His crew sets out in search of a French man of war. And um, basically, adventure happens. It's it's really kind of gritty, naval, old style, old style adventure. It's a great film. I'm really sorry they didn't make more in that in that series because there's loads of books and they're all really good. Okay, Master and Commander, Channel Four at eleven on Sunday. Uh, okay, give us the mystery voice. A lot of people saying Evangeline Lilly. We kind of threw you off the scent there a little bit, but Niall oh. did give a good clue. In fairness, yeah. No, it was it was the one and only Michelle Pfeiffer. Fantastic. And there is a lot of people getting it right as well. We will pick a winner for those tickets very shortly. Niall, thank you as always for Jam Packed Real Reviews. We'll chat to you next week.
Talk to you next week. Bye. The 11 to 1 show. Don't let your heat fly out through those... Talking... Seven Drunken Nights, it's the story of the Dubliners play in the TLT Theatre Drogheda on Sunday, February 26th. It tells the story of a career spanning 50 years and invokes the spirit of Ronnie Drew, Luke Kelly, Barney McKenna, John Sheehan, Kieran Burke and Jim McCann. Tickets are available from the box office right now, thetlt.ie. I've a couple of pairs of tickets to give away. All you have to do to win is tell me the missing word in this song. The Rocky Road to Blank. The Rocky Road to Blank. What's the blank? Very easy. Dubliner song 086-1800-658. Don't forget to put your own details on it as well. And we'll pick some winners for that towards the end of the show. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Home Instead is recruiting new and experienced caregivers in the Meath area. For more details, check out careers.homeinstead.ie. Dolly's Bar in Balfedox Lane are looking for a friendly and professional bartender to join their excellent team. Please email your CV to infodollysbar at gmail.com. And AIS Automation Limited in Dundalk require a senior controls automation engineer. Salary range from fifty to sixty thousand. Please apply with CV to Paul D at AIS Automation.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, LMFM.ie. LMFM job search. There's Van Morrison days like this. Viv in Dulik and Louise Woods in Dundalk. You are heading along to Seven Drunken Nights, the story of the Dubliners in the TLT. The answer, of course, that I was looking for was Rocky Road to Dublin. The TLT.ie for more details there. Fleetwood Mac everywhere finishing off our show for today. Thank you so much to all the guests who contributed to the show all week. And to you for your company. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll chat to you Monday. The 11 to 1 show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.